Hello and welcome along to G'day GEA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Delighted to be joined here this afternoon, coming to you live from the Serbian Sports Centre in Keysborough with a victorious Gary Owen, two victorious Gary Owen men. Gary Owen have done the treble, the senior men's, the intermediate men and the senior hurling. And we've got Lee Dunn, player supreme, and Sean O'Leary, player supreme with me here. Congratulations, boys. Cheers, Liam. Great to be here, Liam. Super day for Gary Owen. Super day for Gary Owen and super day for GEA in Australia. Absolute buzzing down here. Over 2,500 people. Record attendance. Great buzz. Lee, your first sevens. Is that right? Yeah. I was here last year, but I was injured. You so were injured. First time playing. And you, you went through hell and back to, to play today. I You're have. Definitely, 100%. Serious trouble with the back during the week. I talked to you on Thursday. You were telling me the physio said you weren't to play. No, yeah, that was it, all right. But I said I'd come through it, all right. Yeah, what's your score in the final, Lee? Four points, I think. Four points. I'm not too sure. You were up against it. You were well up it, just going into the second half. And then, uh, who, got, who got black card, yellow card? Niall Carney, red card. Red card. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's mad here to get here and, and, and speak his case, I think. Yeah, well. So it's controversial. Niall Carney, red card. Red Carney, red card. <laughs> To be fair, it was a good omen for Gary Owen. The one to sevens two years ago with Stevie Lynch getting sent off in the final down to six men. Six men football is not easy, Lee. No, no, not at all. Like, when the men got sent off, we had to play it easy and play it in the back. But once we got the ball off forwards, like, like the brain rail, Gary Farrell, all them, they were able to get the points over the bar. So it was easy when you had the players like them around us. So. There was one period there in the second half where you played the ball down the corner and you were down there for about three or four minutes. Yeah. While it was grand, you know, keeping the ball and, and holding yeah. time and just wasting away the clock, fuck it, it, look, it looked dodgy and they got a goal, but you yeah. still have to hold the nerve and, and go again. Yeah, well, like, so you have to win ugly, like, so we don't care as long as we win, like. No, no it's the right thing to do. Thing I mean, like, you've got to play the hand you, you're being given, yeah. like, and if you're down to six men, you have to you have to hold the ball. Like, if you get away the ball cheaply, they'll just run through it straight through you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, like, I know we had to win ugly, but that's the way we had to win. So, like, just play it through the hands. Played slow around the back. Once we get an opportunity yeah. to go forward, then we took it and we and went forward and we got our points. And you and broke fast forward. Like yeah. what they did is like they held it at the back, held it at the back, and next thing fresh men on, bang, he's gone. Yeah, yeah. it was brilliant. Yeah. brilliant. We're going to be joined by David Hennessy here How was the hip flexor, boys? Look, Lee was dying to get on the podcast. He said to me on training on Thursday, oh, yeah. he said, Lee, if we win on Thursday, please get me on. I said, look, Lee, we'll do, we'll do our best. But Lee, obviously playing at home at Kerry and playing on 21 and coming out here playing, like the standard of football here in Melbourne is serious and the standard out there today, like, like it was like an inter-county level standard oh, at times. 100%. Like, you saw the intensity inside. I know it's only 10 minutes a half, but you're flat out for them 10 minutes. Like, you run for 60 seconds and you go straight back off. But, like you saw the energy levels dropped a small bit maybe when we came to the semi-final but once we got to the final game we got our second win and we pulled through again Lee how did you find playing the sevens forward compared to the 15 aside? oh Jesus well the nine aside I thought was a bit I wouldn't say handier like but I thought maybe today I might be I might be able to get a bit more room might be able to do a bit more damage but the quality of players outside there was a bit tougher and yeah so that's it really like, uh, I think I think um, the pitches here as well because just for anyone listening we, we played on uh, soccer style pitches here mm-hmm. so it's it's a much wider pitch it's shorter and the games are much quicker like you're, att- you're going straight into attack every single time yeah. when you're playing on a full GA pitch 
you kind of build it up slowly from the back and it like maybe comes up to about 21.45 and then you inject the pace like whereas yeah, here it's you're just you're on straight away straight like, out, yeah. yeah straight away straight away Lee you were getting a lot of special treatment there in the final and in the semi-final as well <laughs> lads absolutely hanging you <laughs> oh yeah off the ball like I don't know being a cornerback myself uh, I don't mind doing it but it must be very frustrating especially you're tired it's 30 degrees and you're down to six men you have a lad absolutely dogging you yeah well I don't really mind it really because the more they ever hang off me the more I want to get them back as well so yeah. yeah, I don't mind. It drives me on a bit more. So, And Lee, obviously now coming up with the Victorian season kicking off next weekend. And then we've got Gosford in three weeks' time up in Sydney. Are you travelling to yeah. Sydney? Yeah, I am. Definitely. I won't miss it. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Look, Lee, thanks very much for coming oh, on. Yeah. Have a good night tonight. I will. Yeah, you're two from two now. We've got the nines and the sevens. <laughs> and hopefully you can make it a treble now with Gosford in a few weeks' time. 100%. 100%. Well done, Lee. And, he, and you are from the famous club, or the famous club mate, Seamus Mining, Seamus I believe. Seamus Mining, yeah, yeah. Definitely. And, and John Crowley as well. Yeah, Seamus has been mad to get on the podcast. We must get him on as well in a few weeks' time. Maybe Lee put a word in. I'll get him in. I was was sitting next to Ted there in the final. He was telling me all about you. (laughs) Over the hill, he said. Lee is only over the hill from me at home. We share mountains together, the two of us. (laughs) Great work, Lee. Go and enjoy the celebration. We'll see you later. Thank you. Okay, we're delighted to be joined by the captain of Central Coast, Camogie. Had an unbelievable win against Conor McNally. got Joanna from Blackwater and Wexford. Joanna, thanks for taking the time to join us. I know you're very eager to come on and have a chat with us. Very welcome. Great to be here, boys. Shawnee, obviously the Camogie was a very, very high standard today. We had our own Gary Owen girls made a bit of history playing their first competition. But Central Coast and McAnallens and Pierce looked like the, two, the top, top three teams in a very, very um, even competition across the three of them. And obviously McAnallens yourselves in the final, but you came out on top. And you have a good record in the sevens. Oh, absolutely. I think we, we received the um, the plaque there a little while ago. And I think it, since 2009, I think we've had 10 wins. This Whoa. is the 10th oh win since God. 2009. Jeez. So we won it last year. That was my first win with the club. And we didn't win it the two previous years. But it's been an absolute savage run with the girls. Like um, Some of the girls, I think KKM on the sideline, she's been there for probably most of those 10 years. Um, couldn't couldn't obviously play this year, but it's been a, an absolutely brilliant bunch of girls to be playing with and a, and a, a savage team to captain. Yeah, I'd say I've, I've been here 10 years and I'd say every year I've seen Central Coast, I'd say I win the Camogie since I was here, so yeah. I'm oh, used look, to seeing here. And one of your star players there is behind you here. That's the KKM yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> this, is the, this is the reason she couldn't play, but she played every there's play. There's a baby in her arms. There's a baby in her arms for the people listening and in. And there's a baby in her belly as and well. A baby, <laughs> a baby in her belly. That, that's the bigger reason, to be honest. But she played every play with us on the sideline, and we absolutely owe it to the likes of KKM. Yeah. Um, Mossy here on my right. Hello, Mossy. Another Hello, Mossy. guy, Foxy, looking after us as well. But it's people like this that just drive the team forward. Uh, girls like Leanne Fenley, Nora Kirby, um, they just, new, new players like it's, myself coming to the team. It's Kira Keenan, isn't it? Kira Keenan and yeah, yeah. Murphy. Yeah, I remember watching her in, uh, you do. You've been in here the, 10 years. the World Games. We were back playing the World <laughs> Games um, back in Ireland this year and she was one of their star players That's as well. That's right, yeah, yeah. But Joanna, what do you think it is with Central Coast that Camogie is so strong? Do you, are you just a very strong in recruiting each year? But to come down and win sevens year on year on year, like we just won the Hurling today for the first time in eight years and it's been killing us for eight years to get, to get the victory here today. What do you think is so special about Central Coast? Well, you talk, you talk about recruitment. It is true, like, we've had some 
really class players year on year, but we, we only find a few people. Um, but the girls that we do have, like their heart and dedication. One thing KKM says, like feel the pain and just drive through it. And they really instill that in the players that come through. Like myself coming from um, an intermediate team at home, like we've not played at this level, but it's when you get to play with the likes of these Kilkenny girls, uh, Kira Keenan Murphy, Leanne Fenley, Julianne Malone, who won the player of the match on the day, playing with players like that will just make you better. Yeah, that's true. And like when you have good players about around you like that and role models, everyone just comes in around them. Everybody gets together and they want to actually play for the likes of KKM and and the, and the rest of them because you, everybody looks up to them and they they don't want to let them down as well. That's the other thing. Absolutely, it's it's just the heart and dedication, the motivation behind that team just drives them forward. But Joanna, obviously up in Sydney, Camogie and in general Gaelic games is very very strong. I know you have nearly over eleven hundred players registered. But what, what's of big note for us, and it's the same Victoria, female participation in Gaelic games is now higher than males, probably across the board. It's the, no, the numbers, yeah, the numbers, it, it's 50-50 or, or slightly in yeah. favour of ladies at the moment. Really? And that's across Australia. Here in Victoria, I know it's the same up in Sydney as well. So I think that, like, the standard has, like, gone through the roof. Like, you know, you're looking at the matches out there today in the Camogie especially. Like, I was blown away, mm. absolutely mm. blown away by the standard. And I think... I know on the pierces they had the back of the, on the back of the twenty by twenty on the back of their jerseys today. Like I think, just think it's awesome that we're at probably we're at peak level of, of ladies at the moment, and to see it go from strength to strength. Yeah. How have you found that up in Sydney, even and how competitive is up there? Well, honestly, that that's new information to me. I didn't actually realise that we were on par with the men, and I just think that's absolutely phenomenal for the females in the sport. I think that's like the the more the more people we get involved, and it's, it's like one of those things. If you have a friend involved, they'll encourage you to go, um, and you just you draw the numbers yeah. based on that. Based on like more groups will come over, but yeah, that 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 is news to me. But I'm delighted to hear it. It it's it's home from home and it's it's for your family over here as well like and you're yeah. those people around you and the fact that you're doing it on the pitch every every Tuesday and Thursday night or whatever night you train and then coming to competitions like this it just makes it all easier and mm. it makes you play for those people even more like because they're part of your family your extended family here really yeah no definitely so you have your domestic season coming up in Sydney and you've also got Gosford coming up in a few weeks time we're all coming up for Gosford are you coming up, we're up yeah. going this up, yeah. is brilliant yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely up. delighted yeah, yeah. I yeah. know bring the podcast up as well, like we'll do a live podcast yeah. well. please do bring the yeah. podcast we'd yeah. absolutely love yeah, to have you up there Coast are covering our expenses I think for the podcast oh. so that's great for accommodation oh. I think flight stuff that's great thanks last uh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, perfect that's all we want that's all we want no, but seriously, I think like at the moment the GA in Australia is just going absolutely gangbusters, and we're going to send them four codes up first, Fantastic. first time Delighted ever. Yeah, so, so, yeah, Gary Owen. Yeah, so we're really excited about coming up, and I know a lot of Brilliant. other clubs are as well. But obviously, the fifteen aside is going to be a completely different mm. kettle of fish again compared to today. Like it's just a completely different game. Whether it's Camogie, ladies football, hurling, or the men's football, there's yeah. it's something very special about this competition. Gosford is brilliant. Gosford is brilliant as well. Yeah. But what, 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 what do you rather? Do you, I know it's tough. Probably. What do I rather? I'd rather, rather have 13 aside for the Camogie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for, I'm sure the other codes probably rather have the full 15 on the team. Yeah. But sevens is just something different. Yeah. There's just something about it. It's an absolute grueler. Yeah. And I think that's what makes winning it so much more special. Yeah. I think the setup here, like year on year, they just improve. Um, I think everybody loves to come down. The in, in Sydney, it 
people are so positive about it. Like, absolutely love coming to the Melbourne Sevens. And what did you make it today? Obviously, it was a change of a change of facilities that we're, that we're used to. And we're all playing on, on the soccer size pitch. How did you find that across the board and getting to play that final on that absolute beautiful surface in there? Genuinely, I think Podrick Pierce has absolutely nailed it. They did such a great job of today. Um, the fields were were fantastic. Obviously, when we when we well, to be honest, actually, with the Camogie, we've generally played on some of the smaller soccer fields, um, you know, in the in the preliminary games. For the finals, we're usually up on that big main field. But today went off without a hitch, I think. Everything from, like, their, their ground staff, their bar people, uh, referees, umpires, the loss. Brilliant. Brilliant. Couldn't what's, fault it. What's the plan for the rest of the night and tomorrow? I'm sure we might go have an old drink or two and maybe <laughs> celebrate. I think, I think our bus driver's probably getting a bit on edge, waiting for us to arrive. Yeah. Alright John, we won't keep you much longer. We've got a few of the girls here behind us. They've got medals on, they got there was a trophy Nora there. Kirby, Leanne Joanne Finley. has the trophy there. Long time listener, first time caller. Oh, <laughs> we got some some mass we got some massive fans of the podcast here. It's great to hear Big spread fan, th- that the word is going as far as Sydney. So we'll definitely be up to you in a few weeks' time. Brilliant. We'll come live yeah. for you from up in Ingleburn um, and we'll get you back on again. Congratulations. Good stuff. Thanks, Joanna. Thank Cheers. you so much. All the best. It's always, you know, great to, you know, to say that you walk the steps of Crow Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup, like, and, but, you know, we never changed one bit from the day we started, let's say, our first game with, with Glenmore. Going back to your locals and the people that you're brought up with and you're reared with, and it's just, there's nothing like coming back there, like. The one the fancy oh, open top bus line, I think we had Dublin's, Richard Dublin's lorry, and really, yeah. up, up on the back of the lorry and off down, it's just lovely country, and a few bonfires. Well, I'm delighted to be joined by the Gary Owen victorious captain and the best on ground, Carl Doon and Ivor. Congratulations, boys. Sure, thanks very much. Thanks, Liam. Sean, if you go through my phone here and get a chance to get off Instagram. Um, lads, unbelievable day. Gary Owen broke the famine eight years since they'd won the sevens. Unbelievable day, but a very, very tough day from start to finish. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's a long day from... 8.30 in the morning, be out here at 8 o'clock, getting ready until probably gone 6 o'clock now at this stage, but all worth it in the day to be fair. I think um, the preparation really paid off by the time the day finished out. Um, you could see the training we put in um, really paid off throughout the four matches and I suppose a lot of congratulations have to go to the 30 man panel really and the, the training regime that was put in place. Um, lads down there making a sacrifice two three times a week and none of this would be possible without them 30 lads and the two or three lads that are setting the whole thing up as well in the background yeah no a serious day and it's very very hard obviously only can pick 14 on a 7's panel and we had 30 lads on Thursday 16 lads getting dropped but we had every one of them down here today cheering the boys on um, Cottle Doon obviously here best on ground first match was at 9 o'clock Cottle Doon arrives in at around 5 to 9 now I know you had things going on at home Cottle but my heart was in my mouth uh, one of our, our marquee players would just say absolutely no sign of him. He said he was going to pull in the gate in 10 minutes. 10 minutes, no sign. I was nearly going to scratch off the list, Carl. Slow start with a strong finish. <laughs> ah, sure, look. Things happen and you can only come and do a warm-up and that's about it. Yeah, you weren't really warm, Carl, going in, though. So you had to probably warm your way up through the first and second match. You were probably just getting going around the semi-final. Is that fair to say? It, absolutely fair to say. <laughs> when I came on there, I think it was for Ivor in the first game, I didn't have my second win there until, I'd say, half-time. Came off and then Ivor's back on again, and I just—that was it. Yeah. I think, in fairness, I'll—I'll I'll call this one here now, Liam, and this is a bit of kudos to yourself. I think that was a masterstroke playing Doon in the forward line rather than the midfield. So we started with 
doing as uh, one of our midfielders. We'd have two midfielders on the line and two midfielders starting, and Doon was one of those. And I think for the semi-final, you called it, we said Doon is going to be coming on as a forward, and it just seemed to turn the whole thing for us in terms of scoring power, because Giggles was kind of up there a lot in his own. You had uh, Doon in as a target man, I think that was the game changer for us. Yeah, Doon as well, we were kind of put on a serious kind of um, conditioning programme since Christmas, where he's been eating lots of food. Um, so playing him in full forward, he's going to be worked, he's filled out a lot. So he was that kind of ball was kind of sticking to him in there full forward. He got around three or four goals in each game, won a few penalties. So look, that you know he wintered well in fairness to him, and it really paid off today. So I'm delighted with how that would play. Himself and his missus are nesting at home for the new arrival. I think he was just nesting himself up in the box. Yeah, uh, he's been doing the semi final. It's the dad bods. It's that dad bods are all in, yeah, Dunes. That's absolutely. fine. I've had a dad bod for a good <laughs> four years now, so don't worry about that. They are the fashion at the moment. But dude, you took a lot of punishment today. Dune had a broken toe. And we're training on Thursday. He said to me, Liam, I'll be fine once no one stands on my toe. <laughs> I was like, Grand Doom, what happens then? Of course, someone stands on his toe, absolutely in bits, toe swells up like a balloon. Yeah. Fairness to me, got onto, uh, onto the oxycodone, got on all, onto the, all the good stuff, and got himself out in the field there today. Then got another belt, and his ankle was out like a balloon. He's a bloody China doll. He's the most precious, delicate fella I've ever seen. But in fairness to him, he kept going and kept going. And deservedly won best on ground for the whole tournament, dude. 100%. Wrap me up in Cottonwood like it went on. But, lads, on a serious day of hurling, though, to be fair, like the semi final against against uh, Juzax was an absolute ding dong. We only came out on top by a point. Giggles got a point with just 30 seconds to go to, to get us through. And after, like, you know, having, I suppose, not an easy group, but came through comfortable in the group, we were nearly out in the semi final. Ivor, were you worried there in that semi final with five minutes to go? Yeah, it's, it's a funny one, because like, I suppose you know when you've kind of the work done behind the scenes and you've a couple of weeks put in hard preparation, like you never really panic. Like if you probably come into a game like this and a similar scoreline, like you probably will start to panic if you're in such a ding-dong affair. But I don't think anyone panicked at any stage. We, st- we, te- we kept taking our points, which was invaluable when it came to the finish, when it came to the final scoreline. I think it's just a testament to the effort the guys, guys have put in with the last eight weeks that that's really shone, shone true and... To be fair, it's one of them games, you know, we've all watched them on TV, like, they're the games that everyone wants to be involved in, where it's just back and forth, nip and tuck, and, like, you come out in front one day, you lose another day, but everyone left it out, out in the field on the same on the same occasion, so, like, it was a massive effort, though, by the boys as well, like, for all players, because there was a half an hour turnaround from the semi-final to the final, yeah. in 30 degrees heat, I was absolutely sweating buckets when I was yeah. just on the line. Like the boys were flat, and you know, but you really dug deep there for that for that final win, and it was it was just unbelievable to to get up that score that we got in the final to run over the top. We got five, I think it was five ten. We scored in the final. Yeah, it was fair going. They came at us hard just after half time, and they got a goal to bring it back to about four or five points. And then I think we were we got a bit sweaty at the time. At that time, I think we pushed on in again and got a few goals. And I think a few points, fellas, just tacked them over rather than head down and go for goals. But um, I think that was a big difference. But I'd ask the two lads here now as well. You've played the seven zone last year in a full-size pitch. like, And I think um, I've asked, the f- I think, the footballers here as well, what do you think of the pitch in terms of soccer pitch playing the sevens? Um, it's a lot tighter anyways. And plus one thing was that we went route one nearly all the time there when I was inside full forward because all Koss had to do was hit the ball 60 yards and it was down top of me. Yeah. So in a full-size pitch, that would never happen. It's much more of a faster attacking game, though, isn't it? You know, when we were playing the full pitch last couple of years you'd work it up to the 21 maybe to the 45 and then you start to inject a bit of pace like whereas here it's just if you can go route one or you go to midfield and straight in through like it's it's a much quicker game I feel than you yeah I definitely think sevens is very much a 14 man game um, and even more so this year with the smaller pitch it became more about the hurling 
because definitely like you do need to be fit obviously you need to be tracker man you need to make your gut wrenching burst up and down the field but at the same time you know that because that little bit of a tighter field because if your hurling is up to scratch and your first touch is there and your striking is there and you can get the ball to your to your teammate straight to hand that you're going to give yourself a great great opportunity if you can string two three passes straight to hand together like you're going to be in a scoring zone straight away and to be fair as well as that I think like the only the only drawback really with sevens when it's on a full field is you have guys going off on these sauntering runs and it could be 60 70 yards and it's just kind of the game kind of kind of dies almost because there's no real intensity mm. um, you don't really know what's going to happen next whereas with the smaller field it's probably a small little bit better if anything well look boys I've just got a message from Cost and Gary on WhatsApp group saying the bus is leaving now you need to run down so we won't keep Ivor and Cottle any longer if you want to get on the bus and Ivor has the cup obviously I presume yeah or is it gone yeah. no I have the cup yeah. right, well you want to get going there Ivor and get on the bus well congratulations boys great day for Gary Owen Club three trophies going back to Big Mountain St Kilda and we'll drive on for the rest of the year. We've got Gosford a few weeks time. Brilliant. Thanks, Thanks very much, Liam. Thanks, Thanks for having on, lads. Thanks, Liam. Delighted to be joined here by Keith Cavanagh, the referee for the men's football final coming up here in a couple of minutes. Keith, how are you feeling about the big game? Yeah, looking forward to it now. There's a good attendance here. It's like a bumper crowd here. It's like the dubs are travelling. So we're looking forward to the final here. We are 2,500 people probably here today. It's bigger than a some of the league games back home so it's been a successful day so far Gary Owen now in Young Ireland's into the final so yeah we're looking forward to it and uh, we expect a good game Keith you made a big call in the semi-final by Warren a penalty last minute and two arch rivals Gary Owen and Wolf Tones but did you feel the pressure when you made that call? No no when you're a referee you make these decisions and you have to call what you see and when somebody puts out their foot to block someone on the, on the last kick you give a penalty because that's what the right decision to do is you make these decisions, and that's what a referee does. He makes the call happy, 100% back my decision. That's why you're paid the big bucks, Keith. Best of luck in the final now, and hope it goes well. That was Keith Kavanagh, who was also, the, that was from last year. He was also the referee of the, the men's senior final um, today. And he, in fairness, he did a great job. He sent off another Gary Oman again today, <laughs> so uh, he's absolutely fine. I'm delighted to be joined by the secretary of the Park Pierce's club, but more importantly, Horrick Pierce's sevens winner this year, Claire Gallagher. Woo! Unbelievable. No voice left. No voice left. Claire, first time he wins it. Is that correct? First time Pierce's have ever won the sevens Is the it? ladies football yeah. team. Yeah. First really? time ever. Yeah. Oh, so well done. Got beaten in uh, two finals in the last since I joined in 2015. So we got beat by Central Coast by a point in 2016, and Cusick's wiped the floor with us last year. So uh, nice to get the win today. You think when they would have been rigging the draws all those years that they would have won it? I know. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, for the final, we got a man here. He's got a bag. He's got an esky. We're good. Kerry Limerick double lads. You heard it <laughs> first here. <now. laughs> it's twenty to one right now. Kerry Limerick double. Okay, there you go, lads. Live odds there for Paddy Power. Um, Claire, look, we just we've had Coast on, we've had the Gary on hurlers on, we've had Lee Dunn on from the Gary on footballers. Unbelievable day down here. But we we stick with Pierce's football for a second. Winning that today as a player, obviously being so heavily involved in organising the tournament, in the administration of the club and the GA in general, but to win as a player, like that's what it's all about really, isn't it? Oh, a hundred percent. Like um every player who comes over here always talks about winning the sevens or wanting to win a sevens and uh, we had two very key people in our club, Caroline Henry and, and Arne, who moved down here in twenty they moved here twenty fifteen from Sydney and that year Young Ireland's actually won the double who they'd played with the previous season. And so from from then on, uh, once we got the the run of the sevens in terms of what's the best way to play it, it's just always been the way. And uh, we've been unlucky a couple of times, but 
that winning feeling today and you know Connor McShane our manager Wally Cosgrove who's been very involved has actually got to know Wally uh, in Perth 2017 he did Waterboy for us when we won that state games after 92 minutes um, Kieran Clancy and, and Niall Murray they've been amazing we've been training since November oh. uh, we have we only, upwards we, of 70 we only for six weeks Claire we won ah uh, whatever 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 <laughs> dedication um, so it's just been unbelievable and you know there's no feeling as, as you all know playing sport your whole life of that winning feeling no. when the match is over and when the final whistle blows those 10 minutes are just gold aren't they yeah. absolutely unbelievable and something you'll never get back and I think, I think winning this tournament like this it's just such a grueler like it's not just winning a final when you win it you've won the whole day yeah. you've been going since fa- first match 8 or 9 you're playing a final at 5 o'clock you're absolutely out on your feet and especially in the football the hurl now there's a lot of running but the, that lady's football like you're up down up down it's absolutely draining how's the body? oh very sore um, given my age as well that's a, you're very a, old Claire, yeah. so old so old uh, not as old as Shawnee O'Leary I think you're the <laughs> oldest player in the tournament Shawnee's today, for, Shawnee. 44 and he's I'm still playing it's still winning still winning <laughs> still winning um, like a gazelle no, we, like a we, gazelle <laughs> um, we actually our first game today we ran it very close um, Clan the Gale, it was they put it up massively to us. They're always a very physical team, and you know the thing with the sevens is your first game you lose, you're out, yeah. and yeah. that sinking feeling. You know some people sink the pints, but you know you, you want to go on and, and and win and get the four games to get the win. And we had a tough tough draw. Like Clan in our group were were tough. Gary Owen put it up to us massively. We were so a bit complacent to be honest in that game, and they came out firing at us, and we really had to get it together at half time. Um, beat Central Coast in the semi-final which was nice given the fact that they um, pipped us to the post and actually they beat us in the sevens in 2016 and they also then beat us in the final of the Gosford tournament in 2016 um, so nice to beat them and then Cusick's in the final so um, absolutely unbelievable and I'd say it's all the sweeter as well Claire. I met you in the uh, physio tent beforehand but two of us were going out playing our finals <laughs> and we were getting strapped up by the physios and the physio was very concerned about you whether you were going to play or not he was very concerned. Um, our the physio, one Hugh. of the physio, Hugh. Yeah. So Hugh goes out with Sue, who plays for us. Sue Kiernan, who's one of oh, our uh, key forwards and always has been. Um, myself, Sue Kiernan, Thelma Sheehan, uh, Siobhan Melvin, Caroline Henry have all been involved and played in those other two finals. So when I was sitting there on, on the bed, and Rona, who's played for us for actually plug for Rona, new Taronga physio and Malvin, everybody check it out. Oh yes, I've uh, seen that Rona used to play for us. Um, but Sue, Hugh, who goes out with Sue, said. You only get one left hand, and uh, I broke the right one in 2018, oh. I think, in a league game. Um, so, yeah, few few fracture bones, but I'll go in a in the morning and I'll have the cast on and Bevan mix tomorrow. You definitely haven't regretted going back on the field, then, yeah. Definitely not. Definitely not. And, and as Liam said as well, it is it is a tough slog, and I think you just made the point there as well. Like, while it is a tough slog, if you win, if you lose one game, that's it. Game over. Your day is done. Like so, as you said, you like that's the difference between sitting inside in the tent here having a few cans or out there playing all day and getting the elation of winning the tournament and having the next two days of celebrations. Oh, absolutely unbelievable. And, you know, to play against the best teams from Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, we had ladies team from WA, there was hurling teams from New Zealand, yeah. South Australia, but like for us beating Cusacks, yeah. um, like they're an unbelievable team. They've got some absolutely class players at county all-star level. Um, and we've so much respect for them. And like they've won the ladies the last two years. They, their club is just going from strength to strength. Um, so beating them in the final was, was all the sweeter. Yeah, and I think 
I think, um, and, and you'll, you, I, I won't ask you the question, but being you probably, you're probably boys because it's the Pierce's sevens. But we were talking Best about tournament in Australia. We were talking about it after myself and Giggles, and we were thinking like. I reckon outside of the state games, this is probably the best tournament to win outside of that. Either 100%. that or Gosford, like 100%. you know. But this one, because it's such a slog all day, like yeah. it's just the the, uh, the satisfaction of winning it, it just means everything. Like yeah, and 48, 48 teams players, is that right? Forty eight teams. Forty eight teams playing across four pitches, yeah. starting at half eight in the morning. Like like it's a massive effort by the Pierce's club, and to see the marquees and just the crowds and everyone singing and dancing, it was like unbelievable atmosphere here. We had Paul Canlon down here, who was selector at me with Gary Owen today, and he missed the nines, and he came in. He said it's like a festival. Like, oh. like that's what it was yeah. like today. It actually had that kind of festival feel, and I just think everyone was buzzing. It was a great day to be here, a great day to be part of it. But it just shows the strength again. We, s- we spoke earlier with the, with, the co- with the Central Coast ladies captain on as well. The strength of ladies football and camogie at the moment is phenomenal and the numbers playing both you touched on you had what 70 girls 70 upwards yeah 70 ladies girls training, training with imagine trying to manage 70 ladies at one time oh <laughs> I can manage one yeah <laughs> <laughs> and Ke- Kevin's had 85 girls and Gary Owen we've had upwards of nearly 50 as well like it's just massive numbers and it's just unbelievable to see and seeing all the different competitions that and there's games for everyone at the moment which is fantastic so it's going from strength to strength across the board but obviously female is just going through the roof Oh, it's absolutely unbelievable. I know it's something that um, Sydney has experienced massive growth in the ladies' football as well. Um, and we actually have the ladies' 2020 on the back of I our jerseys. That. Can't see, earlier. can't be. Um, yep. Our club in particular, and look like like a lot of clubs, we're super passionate about the ladies' football. Um, the ladies are the bosses. We always get our way What anyway. does the ladies' 2020, just for people at home, what does that mean? Yeah, sure. So in Ireland at the moment, there's a campaign, 2020, can't see, can't be. Um, and so it's not just with GA, it's with all sports. Um, Sarah Rowe is very involved in campaigning yeah. for it. Um, soccer players, uh, rugby players, and, and all sports. So increasing participation and viewership yeah. of ladies' football in 2020 by 20%. Yeah. Um, and like from our own club's perspective, and like a lot of the clubs in Melbourne, we've had a 100 to 200% increase in the amount of ladies that are playing our football. Um, and like the girls here, like there's some girls today who are only with our club a couple of weeks, a couple of days even, you know, and they're out there today doing scoreboards, umpires, lines women, the, the whole works, you know, and everybody just really puts it in. And I think away from home, I think we've, we've touched on this before um, when I've been speaking with you, but it's not just about winning the games. The yeah. winning and the playing the games is amazing, but the feeling that those girls got when we won today, yeah. they'll never get that back. And the party bus now on the way home, the Prince's Badroom tonight and Bevan Mix at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, they'll yeah. never get that back. Yeah. And I think that's that, what it's all that, about. Isn't that the GA, where that's we you. belong, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, where we all belong. And a jo- look, it, look it, being part of it and having a job to do, like we know that from being at home, in our club is doing something, you'll do umpire, you'll do the score, whatever it is. And I've just seen that today and from like from young and old involved for Pierce's today because you do it's, that's a great strength in the park Pierce's club is that you do have that diversity of age you we know, do you do you've got Eugene you just, you Eugene, just still walking about there somewhere Eugene there present there he's going around Fergus is next in line to you just from an age point of view there yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eugene's going around banging as usual normally we're doing this podcast at the end of the day Pierce started to clean up and they started lifting chairs and banging tables <laughs> we've got a home of a generator at the moment but we won't give out about that because that's, <laughs> a, that's actually powering us as we speak yeah. but we actually the lads brought in a generator for ladies hair straighteners this year oh that was a request <laughs> that was some <laughs> feedback doesn't surprise me it does not surprise me one bit but you're, you're right in what you say like our club committee and you know we've a lot of girls and um and guys too but a lot of girls in our committee who've played for pierce's ladies for years not playing today but they were that winning feeling for them you know um and without our committee like our committee has worked tirelessly this year it was a it was a tough year in some regards yeah. because you know um being next door and and whatever 
Um, but it's all worked out well. It's been amazing. Today, you're right, when I walked into the tent, Maniac 2000, my favourite song, actually. Uh, Maniac 2000 was playing, and I saw there's a girl from um, Brisbane South, and she plays Kawogi too. Her name's Loretta, and I, I know her from dealing with her in the sevens years ago. But I think Loretta has maybe one baby now. She's a dual. I think she may be secretary for their club. She does everything, right? And she was standing, and she doesn't, I don't even know if she knows me, but she was standing on a chair to Maniac 2000 at like quarter past <laughs> four today. And I was just like, this is what it's all about. Yeah. You know, it was absolutely unbelievable. Only I had to go and play in a but this is the final thing, then, you know. They come, down, they come down to Melbourne. Like, I met a, a girl from home, Danielle O'Leary, who's um, friend, friends of mine at home, and, and she doesn't play Camogie or football here. But she came down because she's part of a group who play with St. Pat's in Sydney. But this is the thing, there is like 50% of the people that come here, come here with eskies and beer and everything, and they sit here for the whole day, in the sun, eating and drinking, getting along with people alike, you know? Yeah, and like that's a, about. a girl um, I went to school with and won an All-Ireland in school in 2005. Um, she was here today from Perth, their first time ever coming over, Southern District, Sarah Donnelly, um, played for Tyrone, um, played for WA, Amazing footballer playing the World Games, um, but it's the first time she's ever come to the Sevens, and they were absolutely loving it. And she keeps asking me any chance of getting any tickets for for tonight. Prince's Band Room is sold out. It's sold out. Sold out. So yeah, on that thousand people, Prince's Band Room after party, Power Pierce is sold out. Unbelievable. Surely, um, if we've got a, a, a Sevens medal, you can walk in the door. Yeah, you get a medal straight through the door. Straight in. Yeah, you yeah, got a um, champagne on arrival, Brilliant. and the red carpet will be there. And then we've the helicopters to bring you to bed. We've mix surely, in the morning. we've surely got the, the and lounge and ready for us. Private dance, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> private dance. Oh <laughs> Maria's not coming with me. <laughs> Uh, look, serious day. I'm, I, I'm saying to Johnny, like I'm, a, like I wasn't even playing today. I'm an absolute splitting headache. I'm absolutely drained. I'm absolutely drained. Absolutely drained. Like we're here, like we said. Now it's ten to eight. We're here. I'm here twelve hours. Like what a day! Like you know what I mean. Start. And we were finish. here ten hours yesterday as well. Yeah, like it's like absolutely massive couple of days to get the thing ready. Yeah. And then it's a massive day, as a player, a spectator, on the line, whatever you're doing, it's a huge day. Like, but then, at the end of it, even if you lost today, people are disappointed. But people always have a great day. Mm. Like we've been on the, you know, we lost the final last year. We lost the semi final year before. Yeah. We still end up saying the seventh is brilliant. It's always, it's always yeah. good. It's always brilliant, you know. But to get the win gives it that little yeah. icing on the cake. But no matter what today, if you even if you've lost your first game, you're gone. Everyone's still had a great day today. Oh, yeah. they're having a great time. And, and I suppose on that massive well done to you, the Gary Owen hurlers, thank you, the Gary Owen senior footballers, Gary Owen intermediate. Um, so and and Pierce's Victoria took out the ladies. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Four or five trophies staying in Victoria. Yeah, yeah. The Camogie gone back to Sydney which Central Coast have won 10 out of 12 Pierce's 7s in the last we had, believe that. We had them on here had them on 10 here. in a row 10 that is just Unreal. outrageous isn't it I dare not serious Alpha. we'll have to go up and take a trophy off him for Gosford that's what we're <laughs> going to have to do <laughs> look Clary won't keep you more stronger I know you want to go on a party bus now me and Shawnee's bus has actually gone so we might have to go on the Pierce's bus Shawnee might have to yeah, yeah. $10 each lads yeah, no problem. I've got a medal. <laughs> yeah. Surely this is getting me in everywhere, is it? <laughs> thanks very much, Claire, for a brilliant day, and thanks for having us down here and covering our expenses again on Get AGA. Oh, yeah, yeah, you'll get, you'll get them in the post in a couple of weeks. Thanks, thanks Claire. Claire. Well bye done. Great rendition, Shani, of Sean's out there by the Gary Owen Hurlers as they collected the trophy with Ivor lifting the, tr lifting the cup. Sorry, Shani, have you on mute, do I? What a song. Unbelievable. Shani, 
Unfortunately, I just burped there. Sorry, we just got lovely sandwiches off Johnny Tor. I got a lovely ham and coleslaw one. I got an egg salad. Yeah, you, yeah. We fucking stink now. <laughs> burps for that. But Shawnee, burps are the least of your problems. Um, is it fair to say we don't have giggles on with us because he had to go back home because um, he's getting ready to go out and seven chiller hitting the town, hitting the tiles. Yeah. Like we'd love to have him on here with us, and he was unbelievable today. In fairness, he was absolutely brilliant. I had him warn like it's very tough managing giggles. In general, <laughs> um, whether it's on the podcast or on the on the pitch, as as it was today, I had to have serious words. I'm just saying he can't be roaring on. He can't be doing things the way he wants to do it. But in fairness to him, he didn't. No, no, he still he still did, was doing it. Like you know, but I had to tell him to shut up a few times. But in fairness, he listened and he delivered on the pitch. He was outstanding. It was a, a filtered giggles. I, giggles, I would say today. Yeah, a he was very good. Yeah, he, he, he was phenomenal. He, like he would give us an all bit of a. A speech before the the game, and you know, a couple of words which were inspiring and and, and actually true to the point of what he actually said. But um, on the field again, like he showed, like you but give him a bit of room at all. The number two there, I remember from Cusacks, I thought he was one of the best cornerbacks out there today, out of all the teams. And Giggles absolutely roasted him, roasted him alive. And he was on. He actually talked about number two before the game. He said, "Like we have to watch out for this number two. He's been, he's been, he's been catching fellas all day long." And Giggles went out there and hurled a storm around him. Yeah, no, in fairness, to him, he was absolutely brilliant. He scored six or seven goals over the over the four games yeah. and some vital points. He kept the scoreboard ticking over, especially in the semi final. Um, it was going to be points yeah. that were going to be both teams retiring, and he flashed over two points the last two pucks of the game for us to win by a point. Yeah, so he he was phenomenal. So big shout out to you, Giggles. I know we'll get you on. We'll, we'll probably do an episode dedicated to you next week when you're back on. You can walk Giggles us through all your goals. Six years, I think. Six years yeah. for this, and he's got yeah. he's got his he's, he's first, got his seven. Um, He's uh, broken his virginity in the seven. <laughs> you finally se- got it. You're a second game, Shani. That's my second. The last one was 2012. I was playing goal, so this was a nice one to go out yeah. outfield this yeah. time. We're playing in the final against Cusick's, and um, Cusick's had a similar-sized man to Shawnee. So I said to Shawnee... Carl McNallens. Carl McNallens, sorry. I said we're going to have to put the, the two big men together. <laughs> let him it suited me finally. It suited, it suited put, me put finally. Shawnee and the big man, let him pull away there. So I did, a great, grand. did a great job on him. I actually, to, to be honest, it was the one the one time in the full back line I felt comfortable all day on a big man. Because yeah. normally I'd be... I'd be of, of, of a taller nature, Liam, and uh, the smaller lads do give me a bit of trouble from time yeah. to time. And in your 40s as well, to be fair. Like, well, it's that's not true. Easy. I'm up to 44 now, I think. 44, it's like, it's not even fair to say. Somehow to keep going. <laughs> but look, phenomenal day here. Delighted to start to go. Jimmy O'Neill's are just packing up the, the van there. We might get a few taco fries on the way out, whatever they oh, got the curry left. chip. Or phenomenal curry chip. there. I had a chicken baguette and a taco fries today. Big shout out to James from Jimmy O'Neill's. He, I think he wants to get on as a sponsor. We're happy to talk to James. O'Neill's pays big, big bucks, so... Look, whatever, uh, maybe a year's worth of taco fries. You can get the name on our on our shoulder there, no problem, Jimmy. Yeah, no problem, Jimmy. He's going off there now, lovely truck. Yes, he's got the truck and the, and the gear all ready to go, and he'll, he'll make a fortune in, in the pub tonight. He's going to clean up in the pub tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh, There'll less. be pubs all over Melbourne tomorrow, he'll clean up. Like, oh. fellas at home now, they don't realise, like, the whole place will be just flooded with Irish people going into pubs tomorrow. Bevan Mix is the, is the, yeah, Bevan Mix will be the place for 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, and it'll be just heaving. People will be missing flights to f- Sydney and to oh. Perth and to Brisbane, and you'll see you'll see Instagram and Snapchat going off. Why did I do this? <laughs> and why didn't I go? Oh, look! We've seen it every year, Liam. We've seen it every year, and look. But it's a great it's a great tournament. Great tournament, great day, great day for the parish, great day for Gary Owen. Three trophies going back. A kudos to Liam today. He's he's he trained trained the men's to the hurling, and he trained the camogies as well. I don't know how he did it, Liam. 
I don't know how I did it either. Fair play, yeah. And no wonder you've a pain in your head. Yeah, a great day. Look, very, two very from two, Liam. Two from two, yeah. Two from two. Camogies were brilliant today. Made history the first time ever playing um, in a competitive game. Played against like Cormac McNallan's and against Pierce's, two of the best teams in it. But a absolutely brilliant game at Everton. But it was just brilliant to see the hurlers go over the line today. It was unbelievable. And just a great six weeks with a great bunch. And we can't wait for the rest of the year. Going to a tournament now up in City in a few weeks. We've got the games coming up here in Victoria as well. And obviously we've got a state game to look forward to later in the year. So we've got, we got a brilliant year ahead. Yeah, we lost the final last year. And we lost the semi-final the year before. And the final year before that. And the final year before that, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, it, took, was, it, took it was coming. It took a Kilkenny man to come in over, you know, take the reins. Like, we had Francie in there. He was a good tip man, in fairness, like, you know. But it took a Kilkenny man to come in. Jeez, you had to make it about Kilkenny and tip, didn't <laughs> you? Look, Brian Cody rang me this morning. He said, look, Liam, spirit, heart and determination will get you over the line today. And, and for the people at home, that actually was used in the final speech of yeah. the day before we went out of the dressing room about Brian Cody and Kikini spirit, heart and determination I, win the I, final I embody Brian Cody today and thanks Brian Briggs you know he's a big listener and loves the show so we, we get John I'm home again in May Brian we get John again former, former guest of the show yeah former guest of the show loves the show yeah. massive fan of the show he actually has a Gary Owen gilet as well does he? I gave him a Gary Owen a nice sleeveless hoodie there when I met him I, I think he wears it during the matches. He probably wouldn't wear it at the county matches. No, he wears he wear sponsorship train. and all that. Yeah, like. he wears a train. It's on as well, though. He'd, all be, he'd be all about the money, like, wouldn't he? No, no, that wouldn't be right now. No, I don't think I'm only talking. Right, Sean, we call it a day there. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll wrap up. I'd say we'll have to get an Uber home, but at this stage, there's nobody left there. That's okay. We just we put that down to O'Neill's account, will we? We will. <laughs> we had O'Neill's down today, actually. Big shout out to O'Neill's. We had Antoinette down from O'Neill's today. Um, she wouldn't come on the podcast yet again director of O'Neill's in Australasia massive supporters of the show and massive supporters of GA in Australia thanks very much lads great day for GA great day for hurling football ladies football and camogie we'll talk to you again soon